take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. Well, as a complete aside, I do know someone many, many, many years ago who did set objectives for his girlfriend. You're listening to How to Take the Lead with Lee Griffith and Carrie Ann Wade, two corporate colleagues turned business besties who question everything we've ever learned about leadership. What started with us putting the world to rights over a gin after work is now a weekly show challenging the myths and perceptions and exploring what leadership looks like in the modern day. We'll also be sharing our experiences and stories along the way. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find our show notes, subscribe to our email list for extra goodies, as well as catch up on previous episodes. And we're now on social media. Media, so get involved in the conversations by following us on Twitter or Instagram at How to Take the Lead. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Take the Lead. How are you this rainy afternoon, Karen? Oh, it's proper miserable out there, isn't it? I think the, the weather is uh, is keeping tone with the state of leadership at the moment. That's what I think. <laughs> I also realise that we seem to start every episode with some form of weather check. So uh, is that just the Britishness in us yeah. coming out? The polite Britishness, weather, queuing, just generally random small talk before anything starts. But yeah, it is miserable, isn't it? And it's cold now. It's proper coming into like that winter feeling. So I'm hoping that the podcast offers people something good and juicy to listen to whilst they're going into hibernation mode for the season. So today I wanted to explore, we've we've done episodes before about what is leadership and I kind of want to re-look at it but come at it from a slightly different angle. For me, leadership is a word that so often is interchanged with the word management Mm, and I think mm. particularly when you look at it from an organisational point of view, there's an expectation almost, even in the language we use in this podcast, I'd say, that the more senior you are, the more you're in a leadership position. And for me, I think there is a difference between being in a leadership position and the requirements and the accountabilities of you as a person. But I think that's different to demonstrating leadership. I don't think they're mutually exclusive terms. And I think we would all be able to reference leaders who actually are senior managers. And we also know leaders who aren't great managers. So I think there is a, a distinction in separation. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to explore today a bit more around that concept of leadership and the perceptions and realities. And I suppose to kick us off, get your sense on those connotations of when you think about leadership and being a leader, what that brings up for you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That difference between leadership and management, it's definitely there. And I think my experience has been that you often see people who are technically really capable in their role being promoted to management positions, but that doesn't automatically mean that they'll be good people managers. But also managing people doesn't automatically, like you say, make you a good leader. So for me, in terms of thinking about leadership there's something about mindset and approach and actually seeing yourself as a leader rather Mm. than seeing yourself as someone who signs off annual leave manages sickness sets tasks for the team I think there is a difference and I think there is a role 
needed in some of that management space but absolutely agree with you and I think there's something for me in terms of like those connotations around being a leader I don't feel like you automatically get that through the role that you have like that whole Mm. leadership when you're in that leadership space it's not necessarily aligned to the seniority of the position that you're in Um, for me I think it's definitely more about what actions you demonstrate and what behaviors you demonstrate in that leadership space but as a leader I think there's something that you've mentioned this already around responsibility and accountability so I think when you step into that space as a leader whether it's into a more senior leadership position or whether you're being a leader in your field or for a specific cause that responsibility I think then comes with it so responsibility to role model to others I think connotations of being a leader for me it definitely so linked with your integrity you know are you mm-hmm. acting with integrity are you demonstrating your values are you prepared to speak out on behalf of others and advocate for them you know are you able to spearhead change so it feels like lots of those kind of words and descriptions fit for me with the idea of being a leader I think one of the other things that comes to mind for me when I talk about what it means to be a leader and what's associated with that is also that awareness that others will be critical of you if they have a different opinion and a different view and that you have Mm. to be prepared for the impacts of that. And I sometimes think people who assume their position makes them a leader sometimes perhaps haven't done that developmental work and that thinking about what that means for them, both personally and for the people they're leading. But do you think organisations have some responsibility for that? Because I think as they're pulling people up the hierarchy because of how they've perhaps managed their function, it it may or may not be their people management skills, but maybe they're excelling in their area of expertise. They get pulled up. Then the expectation and the label of leadership comes into play the more senior they get. But they don't necessarily get that schooling around, well, this is the difference when you step into a leadership space. I absolutely agree. And I see that a lot in organisations. I think people, uh, one, I don't think people often get the training and development they need to become managers back to that Mm. point of Mm. you might, you might be a really excellent accountant, for example, but that doesn't automatically mean you're going to be a really good manager of a team of other accountants. And I think people almost shine and excel in their sphere of professional knowledge and expertise but often don't get that support when they then get that promotion into a management role. But I also think the development schemes and training and approach that is on offer from some organisations don't help with that shift of mindset into the leadership space because Mm. often people will then go, oh, well, I, I haven't got the skills and I've been promoted to team manager, service manager, whatever, get put on a management training course, which ends up being very much driven by processes that you have Mm. to follow as a manager do you know the right HR processes and policies if you have to deal with a difficult member of staff or a performance issue for example and again that doesn't for me touch on that leadership space and thinking so I I would absolutely agree organisations need to do more and my perception is there are many organisations that maybe themselves don't understand that difference to be able to offer the right development in that space I don't know that's been your experience well I I I reflect on when I was working in one organization and we had a leadership development program an internal one 
and everyone of a certain tier and above were automatically included in that leadership development program and we used to start the sessions with the chief exec asking people put your hand up if you consider yourself to be a leader and it was quite enlightening because actually less than half the room put their hand up and part of the work we did was was around trying to shift that mindset from your responsibilities as you become a senior leader versus those management responsibilities. And we tried to measure that over time. I haven't got any hard and, and fast measures. It did change. Some people did start to see themselves as that. But did we do enough? I, I think we still immediately labelled everyone as a leader without them demonstrating yeah. their ability or accountability of that. And I think back to your point about seniority, I guess there is an expectation that once you reach a certain level within your career or your organisation, that there is that automatic shift into that leadership space. But there will be people who are not in a senior position, but who would consider themselves to be leaders in their organisations because they're experts in their field or because they have a a huge group of, of colleagues potentially that look up to them for leadership, even though they're not in a leadership position. So I think mm. it's all about perception, isn't it? And that labelling and how you manage some of that. I think that's quite interesting to explore um, mm. because it's not only your perception of yourself. So I wonder how many people in that room who didn't perceive or did perceive themselves as leaders, if you ask the people they worked with, how many people would go, yes, I see them as a leader or not. And I think that's sometimes more about people's behaviours, isn't it? And how they operate in that space. So, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of bridges nicely into my next point, which was the fact that some people we know have that natural leadership ability within them. Um, They don't feel they need authority or seniority or however you want to, to badge it to lead, whilst others feel like they've got to be given that by someone else to be able to show leadership and again I know we're potentially confusing leadership and management but I do think that's what you see is is that permission to lead that some people feel they have to have and I suppose it goes back to whether people themselves see themselves as needing to manage others in order to lead and I think some of the difficulties can be if people perhaps don't have a natural management infrastructure around them Mm. can they show themselves to be a leader or if people aren't in a senior position do they just see themselves as a a team manager or head of team and don't see themselves as a leader so I wondered what your thoughts were on that I definitely agree it's about how you perceive yourself um, in Mm. that space for sure and I also think it's something about how you act in that space as well so Mm. I think actually in healthcare which is obviously a field where a lot of my experience comes from you do often come across clinicians at all different levels in in their kind of career journey and and that hierarchy that you've talked about who are definite leaders without having those senior positions because what they're really good at is galvanizing groups of staff to work together and to collaborate that that they really demonstrate through their actions and what they choose to be vocal about that they are working towards something that they perceive to be a really important cause. You often find those sorts of people really active in that space around lobbying for change or advocating for others. So I think there are definitely people who are able to do that without being given the authority of a particular title to do that. Mm. But I think I think people do struggle with that. And I think there will be people who will think, 
I don't have the authority to act as a leader because I'm not a, a manager. Um, but I think it's for me, it's about mindset and that desire to make an impact. And and I would say, you know, it's, it is easy to say because there'll be all sorts of restrictions around how people operate in the workplace. But there's a bit of me that feels like if you doubt you have the authority, but you feel like you can make an impact in that leadership space, what's the worst that, that could happen for you? Like mm. uh, ask for forgiveness, not seek permission sometimes, because sometimes you know, there's not going to be enough senior job titles in an organisation for everyone to be labelled as a leader through the hierarchy. But that doesn't mean you can't be a leader without the job title, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So if, you know, someone is doubting their authority to lead or the, the perception of their ability to lead, what can they do about it? You know, what sets people apart who just naturally fall into that space and seem to make it work for them versus those that perhaps feel like they need that that permission or something I think in terms of people who don't naturally feel able to step into that space for whatever reason there's something for me about like your support network and who you have around you who can help to influence you and challenge your thinking and help to give you that confidence I guess to step into that space I go back to that but I mean it's about being brave isn't it it is about Mm. being brave enough to put yourself out there and potentially take a risk so uh, I guess it's also about looking at the opportunities that you have to influence and to make an impact as a leader in your organization regardless of role and if there are smaller things you can do to start to make you feel more comfortable operating in that space because I think Mm. as we've already said leadership comes with a lot of responsibility and you are going to face challenges and you are going to face people who are going to be critical of your view on things or the way in which you want to operate so actually doing small incremental things that probably feel less of a huge risk I think help you get into that headspace if that makes sense I would add to that people who are questioning their leadership ability or authority I think that there are a few things to a go back to your purpose so why why actually do you want to be seen as a leader is it that you want to be recognised as having a position of power or authority? Is it that you want to be seen like that because actually it's an important step in your career because you're viewing it in a seniority point of view? Or is it because you actually just want to be a really great manager, but you want to inspire people, you want to bring a bit extra to the role? So going back to your rationale, why is, I think, a really good starting point and I always look to people like project managers or program directors because they're often leaders because they lead a project but don't often have teams they've got to galvanize other people in other teams who have different reporting and accountability lines and you can really tell the difference between successful program project leaders and the success of a project, as opposed to those who perhaps maybe need to try and grab some authority and power. And I I think that is really interesting, isn't it? Because for me, that feels like a a potentially harder space to lead in, when Mm. actually you don't have that authority necessarily over the people that you're trying to bring on a journey with you and get to deliver things with your kind of oversight and your vision. So I think that 
that does demonstrate to me people who are successful in that space definitely for me demonstrate really good and strong leadership skills but I I really like your point about asking why do you want to be a leader I think that should you know each step of your own career journey you should be asking why do I want to move into Mm. that next space and take that next step and obviously there will be people who are driven by power and wanting to have that that power and influence over others in terms of the hierarchy and the seniority that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable it's made me feel like I want it a bit itchy about that because that doesn't sit comfortably with me I guess for me I think as well I think it's not easier for leaders that's not the right word but leaders who are doing something because they're passionate about a cause or the impact that they can have for other people I think generally come tend to come across as more authentic in that leadership space than people who are doing it for ego is probably what I'm trying to say on that point but so I think that purpose and the why is a really good question to be asking yourself and I think also asking other people the why so if you've had feedback and I've seen this happen where chief exec or director says you're in a leadership position you need to be demonstrating better leadership or you need to show up more as a leader the the really generic feedback term that that people often get thrown at them a bit like you need to be more strategic what the f does that mean (laughs) so being able to go to someone if you get that feedback and go can we make this a bit more tangible what what do you mean what does that look like for you what's the space I'm not filling that I need to be how can I demonstrate that? You want me to demonstrate something? Tell me how, what is, yeah, exactly. What is it that you need to see from me that would make you feel confident that I'm demonstrating what you need? And and then when you hear it, you have to question whether you're comfortable with that. Some of that yeah. feedback you might get might might mean that you change your mind about the why you want to be a leader in that particular space or organisation. Yeah, or you might figure out that they've got no clue what, what they're doing in terms of <laughs> leadership and actually <laughs> that isn't the right fit for you yeah. anyway. Whether you're just starting out in your communications career or you're already stepping up into your seniority as a communications leader, the Cats Pyjamas Ascend programme is on hand to guide and support you. Ascend is a package of six one-to-one mentoring sessions devoted to helping you achieve your goals and move forward with confidence. You'll have direct access to support throughout our journey together and a chance to check in once the programme's over. Visit cats-pyjamas.co.uk to find out more and book your free 30-minute discovery call. Hi there, if you're enjoying this episode of How to Take the Lead, please hit subscribe and leave a review or a rating. We'd also love to hear your stories and thoughts on today's topic. Please DM us at How to Take the Lead on Instagram or Twitter or tag us into your socials using the hashtag How to Take the Lead. A conversation that my husband and I had during Series 1, and I can't remember what episode triggered it it might have been the superpower one he didn't listen to the whole series it was the early episodes I forced him to listen to was he a fair weather listener he was a fair Fair weather weather listener listener. but at least he showed some support though well I think it's because your other half had listened and he felt like he needed to otherwise I wouldn't have let it go again I think that was on the fair weather I'm just trying to be a supportive partner (laughs) front I'm I'm not sure he could feedback which his favorite episode was Anyway, I say what to say. He did, to demonstrate said listening of a podcast episode, he and I got into quite a hearty discussion about something. And it was the point that leadership isn't something that you just switch on and off. If you're a good leader, 
then it's inherent to your character and you would be demonstrating the same traits when you're at home or out in company as you would when you're in the workplace. And it was a really interesting discussion because, yes, that's true, but also I I felt a bit like some elements of leadership would be really odd if you brought it home. Going to table performance managing your husband. This is excellent. <laughs> well, as a complete aside, I do know someone many, many, many years ago who did set objectives for his girlfriend. I'm not oh, even joking. Even, do you know what? I don't even know where to go for that. I feel like that's like a bonus episode waiting to happen. Suddenly your other half starts giving this massive vision statement as he carves the roast on a Sunday, you know, maybe that's what you like in your household, but that wouldn't really be for me. (laughs) It got me thinking about how different are you at work to at home? And is leadership something that you leave at the door in the office or do you bring it back with you? Oh, I've got so much to say about this, Lee. I I do have friends who at New Year have a New Year's meal and bottle of something lovely and they do a backward look of the year that's just gone in terms of what they feel has been really... Like their annual report? Yeah, that what they feel has been really positive that's happened for them in that year, what they found really challenging as a couple, as a family, whatever. And then they do a bit of a forward look, like what what are our aspirations for the year ahead? Like, are there things we want yeah. to achieve? Which I kind of quite like, but now you've said it's like an annual report. I'm like, oh no, that's good. <laughs> but well, my mind went to annual report when you first started to describe it. But then I thought, actually, I do something similar. Not with, not with David. Uh, God help, he would like literally, he'd leave me if I started doing that. I do that like at the end, people journal, people yeah. like to set themselves personal goals. So I'm not against any of that. I suppose it's that forced... I I suppose when he was talking about it, I had the whole hockey sticks situation vision (laughs) in my head of really rallying the troops in the household and all kind of marching up the hills to the same goal. Yes. So anyway, sorry, I've I've made us digress again a little bit there. So uh, back to the question that you asked me. I I do think there are people who maybe their traits and personality type might naturally lend themselves to be more comfortable in that leadership space. But I do think that you can learn to be a good leader. And I guess key to that is having that open mindset and wanting to learn and grow and develop. So I definitely think that, that there's something there. And I think in terms of that, like, I don't know, because I look at the introvert extrovert argument around that mm. one about you can say people are natural born leaders. But you know, we've had this whole debate going on about how people expect extroverts to be better leaders. But actually, quite a lot of the evidence and research shows that introverts make better leaders, but we still keep telling them to be more extrovert. So, mm-hmm. you know, that there's a whole piece around that in terms of whether it's like natural ability versus nurture versus effort, I don't know. But back to the point, I guess, around the, the home and, and work scenario. I think I probably personally do demonstrate some things because they're just inherent in me in terms of the way I act in terms of when I'm in the home in my home environment in my personal life I still operate in a way which is about the fact that actually what motivates me is achieving things and having an impact so I'm looking for things to do in the home that make me feel like I've achieved something. Mm -hmm. I think I bring some creativity into that space, which I think I do in the professional space. I am still quite goals focused. So I think there are some things that transcend between home and work life, but I guess- Your transferable skills. Yeah, let's talk about transferable (laughs) skills. But the difference is what 
what I feel is important to focus my energies and time on at home versus at work, which will be different. So maybe my approach Mm. to some of those things would be the same, but actually the subject matter would be very different. And, And when I was thinking about this before we started having this conversation, I thought what was quite interesting for me to reflect on is that my partner and I are both leaders in our workplace in very different fields and very different ways. But what I do sometimes notice at home is that there are some weeks when neither of us want to make a decision, neither of us wants to step up into that space to go right this is what we're doing you know it's not about any necessarily major things might be like what to have for dinner what are we doing at the weekend where are we going who are we seeing I think probably because both of us have done that all week long in our roles (laughs) that we get Mm -hmm. home and we're like I just want someone else to make the decisions and then he's like well I just want someone else to make the decisions too so we we get into this little state sometimes of like just nothing happens because (laughs) because neither of us want to take the lead. <laughs> so this this is one of my biggest issues and the biggest differences I think I've found between my work life and my home life is my indecisiveness. And I had this conversation with David the other day because he was like, I don't understand. I think we were watching some TV show and he was like, oh, you'd be really good at doing that because you'd be really decisive. He said, I don't understand why you're just not like that at home though. And I, and I reflected going, yeah, I used to, I had no problems making decisions when I was at work. I'd be really clear. I'd have a process of elimination. I'd maybe seek counsel, whatever. At home, I am so indecisive, chronically indecisive, still am, even though I run my own business. If I talk about stuff in my business, I can make a decision. And I've never thought of it, maybe I'm tired of making decisions. But um, yeah, yeah, that's my biggest difference. Having said that, though, I do think that I definitely much more easily in my personal life than than Jim, my partner, it can easily step up into that decision making mode because then it gets to a point where I'm like, well, somebody has to make a decision. So I'm just going to make it because we can't carry on in this state of like nothing's actually progressing. And I do think I'm a big picture ideas sort of person. And I think at home, I know that's one of my strengths. So I I do a bit more of that in terms of the big thinking about what, what we're going to commit to next, what we're doing but then I know that I rely on my partner to do all the logical, practical stuff to actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's another similarity, I guess, to how I operate in the in the workspace um, as a leader. So I, th- mm-hmm. I think you can't you can't undo some of it. But I, I agree with you. I don't think you go home in leadership mode to like act a certain way. I think there's natural things that come out because that's just part of your personality and who you are, and maybe your why your leadership style is like it is. But it's situation dependent, isn't it, I think? Yeah. But I have, I mean, you do see sometimes, and I think I've been accused of this before, you come back and you're using work speak in the home and it's like, I mean, we don't do corporate BS here, but, you know, back in the day I dabbled every now and then with it. <gasps> How very, no, I can't, I can't tell you awfully because I did the same. And my ex-partner and I used to work together and that was just an absolute nightmare because you almost can avoid having the corporate BS speak at home. And we mm. got to a point where we used, if we used to commute together, we used to say by the time we get out of the car at home, we're not allowed to talk about work anymore because it is draining. I think it does mm. make you tired. You do need that mm. that change. And I think that's mm. something that I've learned over time is to do that well-being stuff. So I think yeah. for me, some of my home has to be about balance, well-being not maybe being so focused 
but I, I hope I bring some of that into my leadership space at work as well. Mm. And then mm. I guess at work, the planning, the focus, the setting, the direction, the collaboration, the facilitation, I hope I bring some of that when it's needed into the home space, but it's just getting that right, isn't it? Not being too much one way or the other. <laughs> I know for me, the home thing that I bring into work is that understanding other people's perspectives I think my husband's definitely influenced me with that I would historically get quite hot-headed and be quick to judge on certain things or situations and um, I wouldn't say I'm completely cured but he has definitely mellowed me out and made me think more broadly about different perspectives and made me challenge my own thinking and take a step back sometimes before I act and, and all of that, which I know absolutely benefited me in my later years in my corporate role, because I think I handled situations maybe through experience of ha- not handling them the best way to begin with, but also his influence on me and thinking how would he have approached it has helped um, I don't know what I've influenced on him though that, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that's that's another bonus episode of the podcast right there <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up with our how-tos how do you start to hone in I suppose on who you are as a leader and and when and how you lead I think in terms of how-tos for me that point you made about your why is a really important one I think if you are doubting that you have authority but you have the desire to want to make an impact then something's calling you to step into that leadership space and I think my thinking there would be seek forgiveness not permission just do it just step up Mm. and see what happens Um, and I think just reflecting on the last bit of the conversation if you act with integrity and authenticity in the workplace then you are bringing some of your home self and and vice versa to to both of those roles but there is something for me about learning to switch off a bit because I think sometimes when you are a leader you do think it's 24 7 and absolutely you know you're having to role model being a good person not even a good leader all the time because the eyes are on you but it is important I think to be able to switch off mostly Mm. for your own well-being and so you don't burn out but also to Mm. role model some good practice to other people well I can't really top that so my how-to would be more around that building your leadership brand we did an episode about that in series one I know that can feel really icky for some people but the fact is we all have a brand and a personal brand and this is about stepping into that leadership brand space so for me it's about getting some intentionality about what makes you you and how you want to make your impact thanks again for listening to today's episode don't forget to hit subscribe so you're the first to receive new episodes when they drop every thursday if you enjoyed the show please rate it or leave a review visit housetakethelead.com for all the info from today's show to catch up on previous episodes and to sign up to our mailing list and we'd love to know your thoughts and experiences on the topics we cover follow us at how to take the lead on instagram and twitter to get involved in the conversation so until next week get out there and take the lead